Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you are listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. And as we go through the wonders of the God of heaven, the joys of being with Jesus Christ, the rewards of the believer, the incorruptible and immortal body, boy, I'm telling you what, we have gone through a cascade of verses. The incorruptible body is talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 53 and 57. The fact that God will walk with us in eternity on the new earth is found in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3. The fact that we'll receive rewards based upon our service on earth is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, and on and on and on. We don't need to have anybody going through opinions or conjectures or going into talking about near-death experiences or visions. We have enough here on the Questions About Heaven podcast to go straight into the scripture and take a look at what the Lord has to tell us about the wonders of heaven. Now, we've talked about this in our previous podcast about the final destination of the believer, which is going to be on the new earth, and we see the very, very detailed description of this new earth in Revelation chapter 21 and 22 in just the capital city. So I tell you, if we see that much opulence and that much joy, that much celebration, that much security, and that much God the Father love, just in the capital city, and the gates are open to go throughout the whole new earth, we can only, well, it's beyond our imagination as to what the Lord has for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 tells us that, that eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart, which means the imagination of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. What a wonderful promise that we have here. Now, question came up, and I want to answer this. The question was, not only will we see the Trinity in heaven, the triune God, but really, what is the Trinity? Someone had written me and said that they are going to a church which is denying the Trinity and trying to replace it with another doctrine, and could you please explain the Trinity Well, the way I can explain this is to go to the Scripture. Why don't we do that? Because it's more than what I'm just trying to tell you, to convince you, to give you an illustration, to try to bring it together. Let's see what the Scripture says. Now, we can take a look, and does the Bible talk about the triune God? Well, let's take a look here and start with this. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 tell us, In the beginning was the Word, which is the name for Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So we're seeing here this, we are seeing that Jesus was not only with God, that Jesus was God. We take a look, and then we will go over to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, and we also see that We're not talking about a multiplicity of gods because Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, and that word for Lord is Yahweh, the highest and most holy name for God. 
Yahweh is our God, Yahweh is one. All right, so what are we saying here? Is it one God, or is it two gods, three gods? Are they bound together? Are they different uh, personalities or different persons? And what is this? Okay, so let's put it this way. Let's go into this and take it one thing at a time, one verse at a time. We can say this, that God is three persons together in one, what you might say, essence. You can call it a divine essence. And this is saying there are three members of the one Godhead. They are, as you know, and we have known this, down through your years of understanding this, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see this in John chapter 10. Jesus gives us an intimation of this coming together of the Godhead when he says in John chapter 10 and verse 30, I and the Father are one. And it's understood by those around him who couldn't stand him. Well, what he said, lest you might have another uh, faith or maybe even a cult coming over and saying, no, he's just saying he understands him. Because in verse 33, the Jews answered him, for a good work we don't stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you, Jesus, being a man, make yourself out to be God. So we're seeing then that we are, Jesus is openly saying, I and the Father are one. Take a look at John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Now, think about this. When I'm saying helper, make that a capital H. Another helper, that he may be with you forever. So we're talking about a divine essence within a believer coming by Jesus and the Father. I will come to you, he says in verse 18. Well, now, wait a minute. He just said, you will have one within you, then he will be with you forever, and then I will be with you, and I will not leave you. Verse 23, Jesus says, if anyone loves me, Jesus speaking, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. We're starting to see this, that the scriptures are letting you know these three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are together. These first ones we're seeing here that the Father and the Son are one. We see that 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, we'll see the Holy Spirit and the Father being together. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You are of God and his Spirit dwells within you. We're talking about that union of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to think about this. Let's go way back. Let's go to the Old Testament and we see it starting right off. You have the verse which tells you in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. What did it say at the very beginning? Let us, God is speaking in the singular, goes immediately to the plural. 
make man in our image according to our likeness. This is a very, very powerful truth here. Uh, think about this. As it says in, think about this in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. This word for God here, when we see it in Genesis chapter 1, is Elohim. This is a plural form of Eloah, meaning God in the singular. We're seeing it. And as it says, Let us make man in our image. Now I think about this whenever we're uh, talking about. Uh, the evidence in the Old Testament, we think about the evidence in the New Testament, biblical evidence in the narrative. Does the Bible talk about the three persons in one divine essence? Yes, it does. Here's one. Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. After being baptized, now listen carefully, listen for the three in one, the three there as being signified by God. Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heaven said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Son's baptized. The Father speaks from heaven. Holy Spirit comes on down too. And then as we see here, uh, think about the Great Commission. Matthew chapter uh, 28 verses 19 and 20 when it tells us that you are to go and to reach the nations, baptizing them in what? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see through the scriptures, we just see a wealth of information where we see, well, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 16. 48, 16 of Isaiah. Come near to me and listen to this. From the first I have not spoken in secret. From the time it took place, I was there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his Spirit. This is the Messiah in the prophetic passage in Isaiah 48, talking about the, in, the, uh, the, the workings together of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Move on over to verse 1 of chapter 61 in Isaiah. Isaiah 61 and verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me, this is the Messiah, to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. He is talking about the different persons in the Godhead being together. It's called the Trinity. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. It means tri-unity. It's a description of the reality of the, what you might say, the three in one that are in, in the scriptures as we see through here, we see numerous, numerous passages in which we're talking about this. Think of Psalm 110 verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1 verses 21 and 22 uh, in the New Testament. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who also sealed us, this is talking about the Holy Spirit, and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge. He who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge. 
I think it's fairly, fairly clear that we are seeing the evidence of the Trinity. These are just a few of the verses, the many verses that are brought that tell you about the Trinity, the three in one, the three persons of the Godhead together. I hope this helps you out. There are more scriptures I can give, but I see that my time is wrapping up here. The Trinity, and we will see uh, the the, uh, Trinity in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. In Revelation chapter 1, John sees Jesus in the wonders and the mighty symbolism involved there. As you take a look and you see, here he is. This is Jesus, eyes of flame of fire, meaning holy judgment. Hair white like wool, talking about wisdom with age. Feet of bronze, talking about judgment and also the suffering he went through. Go to verse 4 of chapter 1 and you see the sevenfold characteristics of the Holy Spirit in heaven, which are explained in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. The Holy Spirit's there. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit speaks in Revelation chapter 14. Uh, Verse 13, blessed are those who die in the Lord, for they will rest from their labors. Yes, this is what the Holy Spirit says. They will rest from their labors. And then the invitation from the Holy Spirit, Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, the Spirit invites you. The Spirit says, come. Wants you to come up, he speaks. And of course, God the Father is addressed in Revelation chapter 6 by the newest believers entering into heaven from martyrdom, God the Father face to face, fulfilling a promise In Revelation 22 and verse 4, we shall see God face to face. Revelation 22, 5, and we will reign with him. Revelation 21 and verse 3, we will walk with him. So the Trinity is this wonderful, wonderful display and reality that God has manifest himself in three persons, as I said, in one divine essence. It is called the Trinity, the triunity, and it is for us to be understand that it is whole. It uh, is a, a, a fact that, it, that the divine essence is both holy, eternally, three members, one Godhead. The Holy Spirit, Jesus the Son, God the Father. Wonderful truths. If you have some questions about it or would like to know more, then please let me know. My name's Brad Zockel. This is Questions About Heaven and the Many Mysteries of the Bible we explore as we go through and let the scripture speak in context and explain what all of these wonderful things are about. There are many mysteries we won't be able to understand until we get to heaven. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 was in heaven seeing some wonders and they were not permitted for him to utter them back. Many, many mysteries. But what we have, we have enough here to keep us busy for a while, don't you think? Thank you so much. This is Brad. God bless you and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.